Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tech Smash Bros. This is episode 31. Um, David and I catch up to talk about uh, the season finale of The Bachelor and The Bachelor in general. And the season finale of The Bachelor, we saw Rachel Kirkconnell, um, a contestant of The Bachelor, uh, decide to pursue a relationship with Matt James. Matt James, in the end, chooses her. Um, they don't get engaged because he says he's not, he doesn't feel ready to be engaged. But uh, they do decide to continue the relationship outside the show. Most of the conversation that David and I have is about um, the pictures that surfaced and the aftermath, but uh, the pictures that surfaced uh, with Rachel, where she was participating in an, um, a plantation-themed antebellum party, and she was also dressed um, in, in accordance with that theme. Um, and antebellum means uh, before the Civil War, which oversaw a period of slavery in the United States. So it's, it's a period that's dark and painful um, in U.S. history. And then we see pictures that surfaced um, with her in the party that uses that theme as the background for an occasion to celebrate. Um, so, you know, for obvious reasons, uh, the public was infuriated. Um, the social media, there's backlash in social media. Um, there are also some parties involved in the incident as well that suffered some consequences. Um, so we talk, so David and I talk about that incident, the aftermath, and in discussing this incident in the aftermath, uh, we talk about themes and our thoughts and opinions and concepts of um, racism and injustice um, and how those themes and concepts are reflected in the incident and the aftermath. Uh, we're not experts in the topic, but we do, uh, we discuss these topics and it was thought-provoking and very engaging, um, at least for me, I think for David as well. Um, all right, so without further ado, hope you guys enjoy. And we're on the record. Can you all say right. something? Just check. Okay, yes. Hello. Yep. Cool, cool. It was all captured. Um, welcome to another episode of Tech Smash Bros. It's been a while since um, David and I caught up, um, man, but we're finally back. Uh, how have you been, dude? Uh, I've been good. Um, Paying for your move. Yeah, I'm. There's two places that I'm looking at right now. Um, one of them I already got approved for. The other one that I want to get, uh, I'm waiting for them to get back to me. So hopefully Monday. Uh, I see. Get so you got for that place. So you got your backup. Uh, yeah. What? Why? What? So the place you want to get? It's like a a two bed, one bed, or what is it? A three no. bed, a five bed. No, the one that I like, it's a one bedroom with a balcony. Um, okay. And it's just like a nicer, more open um, layout. And I just kind of like the the way that it's set up. So it's more of like an industrial loft style apartment. So. Oh, I see. So your bed's like coming from like top. Yeah. I see. Do you know what the square footage is on that? Uh, it's about, it's 696. So it's about four uh, square feet smaller than my current apartment. Okay, so pretty similar. Yeah. I, but the rent is, I assume, cheaper. Uh, I'll be paying half as much. So right now <laughs> I pay a lot like, cheaper. Yeah, 1800 for one bedroom, one bath. Uh, and that's oh. without a balcony. And then there I'll be paying, um, it'll be 1200 But I'm with the program that I'm doing, I get like a stipend every month. So 
I'll end oh, up paying see, like see. you pay seven hundred uh-huh. a month. I see. Yeah. Wow, that is that is saving money. Yeah, twelve hundred. That's actually pricier than I thought. But I, I mean, for you, it'd be cheaper. But at market value, it's, it's pricier than I thought. It's interesting. You think so? Twelve hundred for one bed, one one bath for where you're going. I I think yeah, I thought it'd be. Uh, well, I mean, so yeah, but it's like, a nice place. I mean, it's just like it's a nicer place. Yeah, so like I'm gonna okay. have a access to a garage. Um, there's like other amenities that are included in that that like I don't get at the current right current now apartment. Yeah, like, so, like I don't have AC. Uh, oh. There's no gym, but uh, like utilities there. It's sixty eight dollars a month for tr- uh, trash uh water and gas and then okay. i just have to pay for electricity all right hmm the place sounds nicer based on geographical price differences i would think yeah. um so you pay 1800 right now for your one bed yeah. that's not bad at all it's pretty cheap yeah like that's not bad like i really can't complain um but huh i'm gonna give that up when i'm <laughs> Well, that's a sweet deal. So wow. when I move back, like I probably like I'll probably be paying more for where I stay. You'll be you. What do you mean? You'll be paying less? No. No, no. I'm coming back. I'm only leaving for a year. I right. I know, but oh yes, but right. But for a year, you're gonna pay much less. Yeah, a lot, considerably less. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. And the place. So this is this is the place you want, right? Not the backup. Uh, yeah, this is the place I want for the other place. It's actually the same amount, but the other place does have a gym. Um, they do they <gasps> have like door to door trash pickup, like all sorts of different like crazy. Oh, you things. oh, that's your backup. Yeah, what? I don't like it because I don't like it has this, and maybe this feels like a very millennial thing to say, but it has black granite uh, countertop, and I don't like that. It's like just very dark. And oh, uh, on your yeah. kitchens, yeah, I see. You, I guess you're right. I don't see a lot of kitchens, like model houses with kitchens and with black granite countertops. You like white, I assume, right? Yeah, I like just like having like a bright color. Yeah, because my current apartment is actually pretty dark, and like I have to have a lot of lighting. It is, yeah, to, I remember. To light I it. Yeah, and so I would rather. And the other place too has like recessed lighting, um, so it just makes it have like a more fuller, more like open feel to it. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if you can ever send pictures, that'd yeah. be great. And your move is, what, in pretty much a week now, no? No, so I'm going to move oh, okay. in um, May. I'm going to fly the weekend of May 8th to get my keys and stuff. And then mm. the following week um, after my mom, my mom graduates in May. So I'm going to stay till my mom graduates and then I'm going to drive out. I see. Okay. So, you, okay. So it all lines up. Yeah. How are you getting your stuff? all the way there uh i'm flying it or trucking it or uh i'm gonna get a trailer hitch for my car and then uh i'm going (laughs) to drive it all the way yeah how long is the drive uh it's about three days so it's uh, a 1900 miles so wow are you going by yourself this is a solo road trip kind of basically yeah damn i've never done that (laughs) that's gonna be interesting yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, like even for, I think it'll be cool from the podcast and I can like talk about where I'm currently uh, located. 
<laughs> you could do a podcast while you're going on a trip. I mean, why not? Maybe the internet will have to be okay, kind of right. I don't know where you're gonna be, like in the middle of nowhere, and then yeah. you're gonna need internet. That that would be. I mean, yeah, sure, it works, but you'll need internet. Yeah. So this week, what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna book my hotels for that week. So I'll probably try to not push it, and I'll probably just do like four days, just so that I have like a a little bit of uh, yeah, room yeah to get there. Right. And then, um, yeah, I'll basically just be uh, on the road for that week. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary too, but. Re- I mean, really? Why? Because your car might break down? No, or... not at all. Like, what are you scared I, about? I think <laughs> it's just, it's a new experience, right? Like going somewhere yeah, where I've too many unknowns. Like working remote permanently. Like it's very different. Yeah. You're working remote permanently? Yeah. Oh, I see, I see. So. Oh, man. What a trip. Yeah, this year's going to be an experience for you, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the world is I, opening up. The world is, nice. is opening up? You mean, like, lockdown-wise? Normal yeah. lockdowns as much? A lot yeah. of cities, yeah. Yeah. And, you, I mean, you heard the news about California where everybody will be eligible for vaccinations around, like, May 15th, I think, around. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are. I don't. I wonder what that'll mean for like appointments, like how backed up will appointments be for vaccinations? Yeah, that's another thing. Um, yeah, I know. I was trying to get in a uh, do a walk in this week uh, at Levi Stadium. Oh, and, for vaccinations. Yeah, and they said they like so they they do sometimes have it, but like you have to call the number, but getting it like to talk to somebody on the phone number, it takes forever. So that's the thing. It's just, you, it's, it's almost just like a waiting game. Okay. But if you walk in, you don't have to call anyone. No, uh, no. Well, I guess it's technically, it's not a walk-in. It's just like a, um, um, last minute appointment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you weren't able to get a vaccine. No, they just like, I tried calling that day. Um, cause I biked, I did like a super long bike this weekend. Um, and I stopped by there, and uh, I was just like asking the nurses, like, oh, you were just gonna, you were planning on getting a vaccine, but you're on a bike ride. You're like, you know what? Maybe I'll just get a vaccine today. I was hoping I would just be able to walk in and just, just spontaneously. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh. But nice. I guess it all depends on which dose they're currently doing. So, like, this weekend at Levi's, they were only doing second doses. So. Oh right, and you, you need to get the first dose. Yeah. So this was like. Which one was this? Moderna? Uh, I don't know. I was, I I actually didn't even ask that question. Johnson Johnson was a one dose one, right? Yeah. But it's supposed to be not as effective as Moderna or Pfizer. Johnson Johnson? No, I thought, oh, AZN is like 76% effective or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. So one of the vaccines, like 89% effective. And then Moderna, I think is like over 90%. Mm-hmm. Then AZN's like AstraZeneca is like seventy six percent, which is the lowest effectiveness I think that I'm yeah. aware of. Yeah, and imagine I would not want that vaccine. <laughs> I'm not trying to commercially side with anyone, but just based purely on number, seventy six percent is the lowest. So. Yeah, that's like the more experimental route, right? Like, it's like they're probably still doing a lot of tests. To figure no, out. I don't. Th- I think they're done. No, that, that's why they're they're seeking approval from the FDA. They went through all that cycle, and that's where they landed 76 percent effectiveness so that's Pass on that one <laughs> yeah. oh yes yeah 
All right. Well, looking forward to your trip. Um, let us close the chapter on um, The Bachelor. You know, we've been talking about The Bachelor almost every podcast episode um, for the past like six weeks. And we've, I think you and I have, at least I have caught up. I assume you have caught up as well. Yeah. So we've now seen everything. Now that everything's laid out on the table, let us close our chapter there, at least for this season, with thoughts that we've had. I mean, that episode, that last episode we had with the after the final rose, um, there was themes and discussions of racism um, as well. And on top of, you know, what traditionally The Bachelor is about, which is like romance. Mm-hmm. So lots to talk about. But let's you why don't we like just first um, start with a romance part. One, were you surprised? What was your surprise level with, you know, his ultimate choice? I mean, for me, I was not surprised that much. And I ask you, how surprised were you with the final, with the final choice? Uh, I was definitely not surprised. Uh, that's what I assumed what he was going to do as far as who he was going to pick. And I'm, yeah, I'll just say that initially. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, anything else? But I mean, there's the, the, um, the story of racism um, there with Rachel is, is a pretty big story, but before we get there, any other like moment before, before the, after the final rose part that drew like strong reactions from you, like uh, Michelle's. Uh, so he like turned down Michelle that I, you know, I was glad that he did that then instead of like bring her all the way to the altar. So, and then he doesn't show up then. So okay, I thought, I thought that was good that, she tried to end it there. I don't think he even shed tears though when he let Michelle go too. So that that's yeah. so like that. I just I knew this was gonna happen. I just feel like he just wasted a lot. Like I know the whole like they have to do everything for the story, but oh. it was just a. I feel like it was just a big waste of time for everybody. Because he was going to end up with Rachel anyway, or not only that, like, yeah, I guess you could say that. Like, I just think it was a big waste of time for everybody. And yet we spent our time to watch it. <laughs> that is true. Unfortunately, all those yeah. hours wasted. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, and it wasn't, uh, yeah. I actually thought at some point, though, that he might not go through with, like, I I don't know if I fully thought that he wasn't going to go through with the wedding, mm-hmm. but I believed his concerns about marriage um, and, the sus- like, being able to sustain a marriage, uh, believing that love might come and go in a marriage, like, those concerns that led to his concerns about how, whether marriage can last. I believe those are genuine, and, he, you know, it, it, he was really deeply thought about it, so I, th- I thought there was a good chance that he might... Not pick Rachel and then, but uh, but he didn't. In the end, he really didn't pick Rachel and then. He didn't choose he marriage. Anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. He didn't choose marriage. You know, he said, you know, I still want to get to know you. So I thought that was a very great ending to The Bachelor, right? Like you're not being forced into this into a decision, but you found someone you want to spend time with. So I really applauded. I thought that that decision was great. Like that sounds very rational, uh, thought out, not rushed. So. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I thought that was a great decision on his part, to be honest. I don't think that 
I don't agree with that. I don't think that was the best decision. What should he? Well, what do you think he should have done in the end? From a production TV standpoint, he should have chosen somebody, like, like to marry, right, yeah. right, right. But okay, okay. For long, for, like so, like this is where I think, like, if he to be, it's kind of weird, right? Because like to be a successful like celebrity in that light, you have to do things like you you kind of have to be a little irrational, right? Or at least play the part of being ridiculous and irrational. So mm-hmm. I think what would have made the show better is if, yeah, he should have, they should have gotten married. Okay. Um, divorce, like, I, like th- I guess that's, this is hard, right? Like not, it's not that I want people to divorce and have like terrible marriages. But well, first of all, they wouldn't great. get, they weren't married. They were going to get engaged. So it wouldn't be True. like a divorce, right? Or yeah, go ahead and get engaged and then call it off. True. Because True. then that would make for even better TV. And it would it would be a better experience for the viewers, right? And so that's what I would have done if I was him, and if I was in his shoes, and it would have like um, elongated my career as far as like being a celebrity, and maybe that's not what he <laughs> wants. Right, right, okay. Um, that aspect, I, yeah. Uh-huh. And but I think in this instance, in terms of like your original um, uh, uh, opinion on if this was the best decision. As a decision maker for his own future. Yeah, I guess I guess that was a smart thing to do. I mean, it didn't <laughs> seem were... like he was interested in anybody. So yeah, I thought you would you would uh, be supportive of it. I thought you would like applaud that decision because you're the one that's you know saying how like the show's premises are very ridiculous. Well, I mean, which it is, but to be able to find a partner in a span of eight weeks is just nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's asking the impossible in a very unrealistic way. So I thought you would you'd be supportive of that uh, decision of his. But I mean, I'm de- like, <laughs> no, no matter what, I'm torn. you can do no right. No, I'm torn. Like, I definitely do think he made the right decision. But in like, terms of TV production-wise. It was just a big waste of time. It was very anticlimactic, right? Like, now what? Like, who's going to be on The Bachelorette? Like, there's all these questions that uh, I have that, like, I just feel weren't answered or addressed. And, like, who's gonna be the bachelorette was a question you're asking when yeah, you that was, was proposing. Question. I mean, <laughs> no, as far as like the show goes, but, um, in terms uh, of his decision and what he made, uh, I'm supportive of it. I think he, made, I would definitely say, I think he made the best decision, but for as a viewer, I don't think he made the best decision from an entertainment standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, also, he could have like gotten engaged and then, you know, broken it off. You know, that's, that's not recorded as a divorce. So he could have done that, but and he, uh, he exercised said, even more prudence though and didn't yeah. engage. He was being responsible. But he said that he could see this woman being his wife. So if you could see that, why not get engaged and then figure things out? Let's say you, you plan, let's say in a year, we'll get married. And then just figure things out as you move along. Right, right, um, right, right. That generally, I think, is the path that the bachelor or bachelorettes will take. Yeah. But but, dude, hindsight is uh twenty twenty because you know what happened with Rachel, right? <laughs> afterwards, meet her like Instagram account. I don't know, but I mean, he found out afterwards, you know, or that her picture in um, a plantation themed antebellum party surfaced, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, he found out about that. And they broke it off, or he he broke up with her. So in hindsight, perhaps not getting engaged was a good move, given what happened already. But he still said, "Well, 
they found out after 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 they got to after they got together you're right yeah so he didn't know before but he, he found out after so but if he got engaged already found out after had to break up engagement that would have been a, a bigger break than if you didn't get engaged if you were just in a relationship and you broke it off right but if she truly changed like and maybe this is me playing devil's advocate but like i'm i'm definitely sensitive to the topic of the or the issue of her being in this antebellum um, plantation team yeah, uh, party. party or whatever but uh-huh. if she changed and if he truly believed that she changed would that or should that make a difference it's up to him ultimately um and then i think a lot of people will differ on like whether he she actually changed or not um to me like when i saw it i thought a lot of it was just driven by her just not knowing like she was just she wasn't aware of the implications and the, how charged um, the history behind a plantation, yeah. like an antebellum plantation, which doesn't excuse it, but she didn't know. So there was no like ill intent on her part necessarily. That's, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I can believe that, you know, Matt James, the audience can believe something else too. So we might have differences in opinion, but ultimately, I mean, we can't tell what the bachelor should do in that position. We might have different opinions of the the basis and the premises from which you would make that decision, but yeah, yeah I mean, ultimately, I can't, I can't, like, I can't, I can't find fault with like his decision. Like, it's his decision, it's yeah. his life too. So, but I do think, I, I mean, she knows better now too. I mean, she's she, I mean, social media, the whole internet reminded her. And gave her uh, and prompted her to get get just learn more about it. Um, so I assume she learned she learned more about it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do how do you how do you see it? Um, do you think that the the outrage that she is facing right now is deserved? Not deserved? I think it should be expected when people do things. Um, uh huh. I definitely believe in the adage, uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And what, so if what's you, adage? you play stupid games, uh-huh. win stupid prizes. Okay. So like, if you're going to do something like, don't expect like to not like, don't expect there to not be some sort of like reaction to whatever it is that you've done. Or like, don't expect to not receive anything for any sort of like action that you took. Um, and in that instance, like, was it the best idea for her to go to that part of that party with that theme? No, like definitely that, not. Like, like that, that is not okay. Um, uh-huh. Has she changed? Sure, but like she shouldn't expect for people to not be upset that she did that. Like, right, right. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's just the nature of how like karma and the world works. Like, you put something in, you're gonna get that same energy back towards you, and whether yeah. or not you intended for that to be malicious or whatever that's where you need to be mindful of the decisions that you made and she just made a dumb like do you do you think that whether she knew or not makes a difference because in my head i think it makes a difference mm. like either way it doesn't excuse one way or the other but if if somebody does does it out of ill intent like if somebody went to that party dress up like that knowing exactly the history to me 
that's much worse. Yeah. Going, you know, with the ignorance and going to that party too, that's also bad too. Like, you're not aware of the issues that have really plagued our nation and that, you know, and reminders of that and not being aware of that, engaging in that, that, that culture that was, that's part of this, the suffering of a nation that, uh, that's bad as well. But if you go with an ill intent mouth, exactly knowing what the history represents and you go to that party anyway, to me, that would seem much worse because that's malice. But do you, do you think that distinction is important? Like the intention behind the action? Or no, it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters, to be quite honest. Mm. Um, and so then, it's hard a, uh-huh. because, like, I don't want to sit here and pretend to think that I know what she was thinking in that scenario. But mm. again, I think what it really comes down to is that, like, as human beings and, and as individuals, we need to be mindful of the decisions and the actions that that we made. So at the end of the day, unfortunately, like it just, it, it doesn't matter. Like, yes, it's, it, maybe she did it by mistake or like she didn't know, but there's still um, the optics of what that looks like is still poor optics. I agree. But does the, the, the magnitude of that optics and how, how um, like the magnitude of the judgment of the optics that we judge it by, does it change based on, you know, whether the, what the intention, the motivation behind it was? Like if it was just ignorant, if it was malice. Sure, I'll, I'll you know, um, none of it's right. So whatever do you kind of, reaction punishment that comes from it it comes but should that sort of punishment or that ire and the anger be informed by the motivation itself too because for you you said you know you should be mindful of it but if you want if you need to be if you if you're going to be mindful you need to be aware and educated as well if you're not educated there's it's very difficult to be mindful right but if you know exactly the history and context then you have a choice to be mindful or not but you have okay. much more of a choice. So does it matter? When let's we're take, let's, in this instance, she's invited to go to this antebellum party. Uh-huh. She's going to have to do some sort of Googling to figure out what to wear. And mm. it's not like she's going to this party in an age where there isn't Google, there isn't the internet. So right, it's like 2018 or something. Yeah. Like, She's looking this up. I'm, I'm assuming she's looking up ideas on the internet, Pinterest, whatever. Uh, there, when somebody does that, there's going to point. be. Let me bring that up. So antebellum. I'm gonna actually just type that up. Antebellum costume. What do I? What do I say? Antebellum yeah. uh, attire. I'll, I'll, antebellum attire. The style of the antebellum South, or more specifically Southern Belle style, was centered around traditional Victorian hoop skirts, grandly embellished with ribbons and bows. Okay, so here it doesn't explicitly mention hmm. yeah. slavery. Yeah. So okay, so so you're playing this out. You bring up a good point. Like if she, you know, she would have to have searched this, so therefore she might have been exposed to the fact and the research and the education. That could have led to a more mindful decision. So we're like running through this hypothetical. We typed in antebellum attire, but we're not 
it, the first search result doesn't mention um, explicitly slavery and the class division. Um, a little bit. It says like, you know, Southern Belle's style was a symbol of wealth and status in society. Yeah. Right. But it's not explicit with um, with, the, with the relation to slavery. Um, but I mean, there's I a guess... lot of search results. You got like 80, 31 antebellum cloth ideas, 43 antebellum fashion ideas. So you see like sites as well, like espousing and promoting these fashion yeah. Uh, so, you know, these sites could be just as uh, guilty as well for like continuing um, and promoting fashion of that era. But um, right, I mean, Rachel, I think, is facing a lot more ire than yeah that these companies might. I mean, like Pinterest it's hard has because a, like uh-huh. it's an instance to where like, let's say, for example, you're dealing with people in the South and they say, oh, this is it's it's not racist. This is just our heritage. It's like going back to that argument, right? But like, we know that that heritage and what that heritage was built off of was built on the backs of like slaves. Right, so like right. It's tied. This whole lifestyle, yeah. this antebellum culture was built on enslaving other people. Exactly. It's inseparable. And yes. So it's like, that's where like, and again, I don't know what link, maybe there was different links that might've come up uh, during that time. Um, maybe there was different, you know, uh, rankings, uh, websites at that time, who knows, but I, I really feel like, like it's an instance to where there would have been some research that was done and to where I'm assuming she would have been asking questions of like, what is antebellum? Like, what is an antebellum party and terms like plantation, all these different things. I have, I have a, I could be wrong, and I will admit that, but I, right. I have so a hunch my, that uh-huh. these topics of pre, like slave, like during the time of, you know, the South, slavery, all those kinds of things would pop up in that discussion. Like it's just right. kind of hard but, to, to not run into that. So that's one narrative, or that's one possible situation. But you and I just, you know, typed antebellum attire, mm-hmm. and we're not seeing a large number of results that make the association with antebellum and slavery and the dark history behind that era right yeah that's we're not seeing that too so that's also i mean we're do we're seeing the data for this right now our search results yeah so it's also plausible that um the search results that she saw at face value without doing a deeper search doesn't provide her with the appropriate context for the fully mindful decision that she could have made, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so, so it still stands, I think, based on, and correct me if I'm misrepresenting you, but it still stands that it's plausible that she was still ignorant regardless of, you know, the the researches that she might have done with, like, antebellum. Yeah. Um, okay, so that said, do you, you still think that the intention or the absence of intention should not be proportionate to the reaction from the public based on her action. The absence of her intention should not be proportionate. Like, so like, you know, if you're ignorant versus malicious, should, yeah. should, should it, should the reaction of the public not be proportionate kind of? Yeah, to... I guess so. I mean, maybe there is an element to where, 
it's like mob mentality uh, uh-huh. that has like, you know, the way people approach the situation as, as opposed to like not really thinking about like what uh, were the circumstances because we don't, we only know so much about the situation and right. we only you, know what right. she, what information she will actually provide or anybody else that was involved in that situation. So there's an element to where there are gaps of knowledge that can't really allow us to come to like a concrete a conclusion and say that she was being malicious. She should be, you know, uh, attacked and blamed. Like she should be all these things, but she shouldn't, um, she shouldn't be surprised that people are behaving like nobody. Yeah. She shouldn't be surprised that people are behaving this way. Right. And which was one of the big points. Like, uh, I think like she, at first she seemed surprised, right. With the yeah. reaction. Uh, and you know, Matt James was saying like how she didn't seem to fully understand at first. Yeah. Why he was behaving that way. Right. And that, um, after bad boy, she should understand. All right. Uh, and that that comes with education as well. Uh, so there's a hypothetical that I think they'll kind of, and I know it's kind of stretched, but I think that's, as a purpose for like an analogy and a hypothetical, this might be helpful. But if let's say it's not Rachel, but let's say it's like a three-year-old or five-year-old kid, and that five-year-old kid dresses in an antebellum um, costume at a plantation theme party. Oh, let's you know, you know, let's not make it five. Let's say like kids, you know, five year olds, you know, they they probably need their parents out. So let's say like eleven year old, you know, eleven year old go on internet search, you know, what to wear. That eleven year old goes and dresses up and takes a picture on Instagram. Uh, and then you know, somebody finds out that a picture was taken, and then the public reacts. In that particular case, though, because of that person's age, like the plausibility of ignorance. And legitimacy, kind of, of ignorance, um, is more leniently granted to that kid. In my hypothetical that I'm running, that's kind of how I think that would, would roll out. Yeah, like we would, we would support, like, or pr- promote the education for the kid to understand what the history is, why this was wrong, and the tone would be a lot more rehabilitative instead of like punitive. Yeah, that's kind of how I imagine it, right? Now, you know, Rachel is much older, but there's a, there's a, to me, there's an analogy with like that ignorance between the kid and her too. And if there's an analogy, then shouldn't that also inform if a tone was rehabilitative as well for the kid, but if it's the same kind of root problem, shouldn't that also inform based on all the elements in that analogy right there, shouldn't that also inform the tone of the reaction? Um, towards Rachel as well or are we saying like after a certain age you definitely should know like there's like this minimum bar for education um, that you should that you should have yeah I think so I think there's an element where it's an issue with our education system because we don't talk about the things that are important I mean case in point we had the discussion last time about you know these these instances where um, actually there's a guy in Tulsa who grew up, uh, in Tulsa and mm-hmm. had no clue for his entire life about the, um, uh, black wall street, uh, or the Greenwood district that got, or the Tulsa race riot riots, um, mm-hmm. that burnt down the entire Greenwood district. That was like a thriving, you know, 
uh, black community within Tulsa. Um, and it wasn't until he went to college in like a different state. I think it was like Ohio or something like that. To right. where he found out about the history of where he was born and where he, he grew up. And so I uh -huh. feel like it's these kinds of things that don't get talked about. Um, and, you know, so the Civil War definitely gets talked about. There's no question about that. But in terms of the language and how it's, it's viewed um, is very different in, um, you know, elementary school and high school and college. And it also depends on what, what, what schools you go to. Right. Um, it's, it's varied. It, it will be inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you from a private school, uh, there's a lot of things that they just skip over. Because right. There's a specific yeah. narrative that they're trying to portray to, you know, to teach kids to, to live by this specific way of life. And so certain things will be talked about. Obviously, yes, slavery is bad. So, but, you know. Right. So in a way, what you, I mean, based, if part of the system, part of the flaw is in the education system as well. But, you know, given these gaps in education systems, sometimes ignorance is inevitable. Uh, ignorance in certain areas is inevitable. So although Rachel should have known, I, it doesn't excuse like that, whether you're ignorant or not, that that happened, that there was a history and that period in time was associated with slavery. I mean, it, slavery was occurring that time, in, in, during that time too, and slavery, slavery was being engaged in. But it doesn't change that, like, that that happened, whether you're ignorant or not. And because that happened, that, in, that immutably happened, uh, like in, in being insensitive, engaging in behaviors that are insensitive to that reality that happened, that that is ir not erasable. It, it actually happened, yeah. definitely yeah. happened. That doesn't ex like because that happened. I, I how do I articulate? But because that happened, because that is so irrefutable, engaging in those behaviors that um, are insensitive to an irrefutable reality is insensitive and um like what she did or i guess how she behaved whether or not she knew or she didn't doesn't take away from the impact that that history and that um, right yeah the history of what took place like happened so like there's no sort of like you like you can't really run yeah it doesn't take away from, from the, the implications of her of, of that behavior yeah yeah um Right. And the implications of it, like being overlooking, like so, so casually going about and, and engaging in, um, in costumes or parties that remind or are indicative or give any legitimacy sort of or take make light of that era. That's that's dark, irrefutable, unjust. That's wrong. Yeah. Um, right. So. So that that by itself, you know, that's always that's going to be there, no matter whether you're ignorant or not, that 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 wrongness will be there. Um, but, you know, in law, uh, the part, the point of punishment, there's like many purposes of punishment, right? It's like, it's one is to um, prevent the, from that behavior from happening again, right? So you're incarcerated. Two will be like retribution. There's, there's, there seems to be this idea of justice where there's like an eye for an eye. That's mm -hmm. like the idea behind retribution, right? There's like mm -hmm. a vindictiveness. Um, injustice as well. And then the third is like rehabilitative. So if, if a person that commits a crime comes back to society, they'll, they'll not commit that crime again. So 
based on like these three, I'm not, I'm not a legal expert, but that's kind of how I break justice down in an informal way. Mm-hmm. Like based on these three kind of um, branches of uh, correcting justice, corrective justice, I, I think based on the motivation, the tone of the punitive measures should be different. But right now with Rachel, I think it's very, um, it's very retribution. It's like very retro, retro. I don't know what the adjective is, but it's like it's like vindictive slash retribution, retribution, or I don't, I don't know the word for it. But you get the point. Yeah. Right. But if it's if it's but if the motivation is ignorance, you educate. So maybe the tone should be more rehabilitative. Yeah. But I, all of these three different like veins of corrective justice, they all to address an injustice. They yeah. all agree that there there's an injustice. So no matter the motivation that we attribute to um, what, what, what we've seen with Rachel, it doesn't take away from the fact that we acknowledge it as an injustice, right? Yeah. But we can choose which kind of tone, the corrective tone of corrective justice and method of corrective justice is appropriate here. Um, and one, unfortunately, is more like emotionally charged in a, in, a, in a more resentful way, in a more critical way than another, like that's rehabilitative. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, at, and at the same time, like, you know, if she says that, like, hey, I didn't know. Right. Like there's there's an element to where, OK, if she's saying she didn't she didn't know, that's that's fine. So let's let's ed- like you're saying, right, like let's educate her so that she does understand the implications in the optics of, of what it is that she did. And she also needs to understand that like there will be some correction with that. And she may not necessarily like that, but it's just because of the nature of what happened. Um, you know? And so also at the same time, a very interesting thing. Um, I was watching, uh, some, uh, commentary online and they were talking about how there's an element to where, um, the producers also could have done a little bit more to like protect her in regards to like this issue that took place. Um, oh, and, how so? like, cause I mean, if you, if you think about it, right, like they, they didn't really do any, like the producers and uh, producers of the show didn't really do anything to protect anybody. Right. Like they just kind of let things happen and didn't really like issue any sort of statements or really, um, provide any sort of like shielding to individuals that are are on their show that are like helping them generate revenue. Right. So like we had first, the first issue was like the issue of the escort and mm-hmm. they didn't have to like broadcast it, broadcast it. Right. Like they didn't have to, to show those cuts on the show, but they did it anyways. In the For same vein, right. Yeah. In the same vein, they could have spent a little bit more time, um, addressing the issue on the show, maybe through a like um, intro, uh, just to like disclaimer of like what took place. Hey, yada yada yada. But they just let the show continue to play out. Um, and so I think there could have been a little bit more that the um, the show could have done to kind of like educate her, as well as like educate people as a whole 
in regards to like why this is an issue and why this is not okay, as well as um, showing that like if she truly has changed, they could have shown that in the show as well. Um, but they didn't really show that. So I think yeah. it's like there's a lot of different people here that had a part in what took place and could have helped to uh, turn this into a better situation than it ended up um, playing out. I see. But then it would also depend on the question of who is responsible yeah. for correcting right tail. Like if the show's people, contestants, went and signed a contract saying like, yep, you can use any scene whatsoever too, then yeah. really is the show to blame. Uh, partially, maybe, maybe not. Maybe the show could have done more. It may, I don't know if it's their responsibility, but they could have elected to do it. So there's areas for them to yeah. um, help with the situation as well. But was it their responsibility? I don't know. I mean, ultimately, kind of what the crux of what's going on with Rachel um, from a very broad perspective that I've taken away from this is that we're treating ignorance as a as a as a kind of like a moral crime as well. But in Um, the court of like in law, like ignorance is still like I know this sounds very malicious, but like ignorance is still punishable, right? Like if you accidentally murder somebody in voluntary manslaughter, Mm. you'll get reduced time or you'll get a reduced punishment but you'll still be punished for it. True, true, true. I see, I see what you're saying. If ignorance and accident are different, but I see what you're saying. Like acts that are crimes, but are empty of malice are still punished. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's just how society works, right? Like it's right. the same but, way. But igno- I don't know what, what crime, what is actually an ignorance that is the crime like what kind of act of ignorance would be considered a crime legally uh i mean maybe this is dark but like um a child predator well no actually i won't say that yeah i don't uh, know if that's ignorance that's, yeah that's, that's not like, ignorance yeah you're, you're engaging in delicious <laughs> violent behavior um like, just pure ignorance what pure act of ignorance is considered a crime uh potentially giving alcohol to a minor could be that's deliberate. Uh, sometimes you may That's not active. know. It, sometimes, in like, let's say, for example, it's a house party. Right, but you give alcohol to a, a, a kid and the kid drinks it, that there's there's active bodily harm kind of to a kid. Yeah. I, no, I guess I'm, I maybe I'm referring to somebody that's older. Let's say like an 18-year-old goes to a party, gets drunk, gets in a car accident. Like whoever supplied the alcohol didn't intend for that to happen right but like could they be blamed in that scenario because it was they basically supplied the alcohol which caused the death of that minor like that yes that that sounds like something that might be brought to the court i mean in my opinion that sounds like something that could be brought to the court but that that involves an act that you affect somebody else what like individual act of ignorance kind of like if you if I like you know in the Asian you're seeing like um, violent crimes against the elderly in the Asian community right yeah uh, like you can be ignorant but you're but ignorance plus the violence makes it a crime right yeah we're not calling like bias in the workplace crime as well right that's something we're like rooting out but we're not calling it a crime could it be it could be a hate crime though couldn't it punishable by law I mean <laughs> do, do we want to go there. I do we even want to go there as a society. Like, cause I think some ignorance is expected no matter what. And, you know, we go like, we, we were saying, you said, you said something like, um, 
we gotta we have to educate Rachel, but I it, it, part of it's also we what, what right do we have necessarily to educate when we also are ignorant in some areas as well too. We don't necessarily know her story entirely. There's some some assumptions she makes. Whether she wants to get educated herself or not, that's like her decision. <laughs> I mean, that ultimately, yes, that's true, right? Like at the end of the day, if she just says, you know, excuse my language, but fuck it, like I don't care. Like I trust me. Like I've learned my lesson. Like, yeah, she could say that and go on and continue to live her life. But being that she, now she's not just a normal. I don't even want to say she's not a normal person, but like. She's no longer a average person, right? Who people could care less what she does. She's in the public life. She's in a public public. eye. Like she's a, what we would, I guess you could say now she's an influencer. What does she do? She influences other people to do things. So, you know, that also means something as well. If she just doesn't care, somebody else might see that and be influenced and say, hey, like, yeah, she's right, right? Like, here's what she did in the past. Well, and then and that's where the public would come in and, you know, based on her actions, whether she continues to engage in other acts of ignorance, the public would react and then there would be some consequences, right? But if she actively chooses on her own to continue to seek the education uh, versus somebody else saying, like forcing her into rehab, if you force her into rehabilitation or force anybody who's ignorant into rehabilitation, that's effectively saying like, it's a crime. Like there's, as a society, we acknowledge that this is a crime and we must step in and correct it. Right. But, yeah. but, but the legitimacy of that is not there. Like we don't necessarily like have the right to force that we can react a certain way, but yeah. we don't, we can't force that person to behave that in a certain way. That's that, true. Right. So that, that would, yeah, that would be, you would require some more uh, like societal powers to do that, aka like you have to recognize it as a crime. Yeah, but we don't necessarily like recognize pure single single actor instances of a crime. Like oh, that only affects like the individual itself engaging in that ignorance. Yeah, we don't necessarily recognize it as, as a crime. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's 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 um, yeah, it's tricky. Uh, so I I mean I was, yeah. I, I did you watch Chris Harrison's reaction kind of when he was trying to defend her? Uh, um, I I think I heard he it was from the podcast, right? No, no, he was on um some sort of like show. Um, oh really? There, there was a former Bachelorette who was talking to him, who was interviewing um him. Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I oh, heard like, oh, it was a podcast with yeah. with video. Okay, I got it. Yeah, okay. I heard snippets of it. Yeah, I mean, at first I was like, I thought he was coming with the stance of, oh, you know, she was young, she was ignorant, um, and that was why she engaged in that behavior. So I thought that was kind of what I heard. Well, I didn't hear it directly. You know, I was just hearing it from like third witness account. Mm-hmm. But then when, so I thought, okay, you know, that sounds somewhat reasonable too. Yeah, but then I watched the video. <laughs> but he was a uh, he was pretty passionate about it too. And then like he was saying how it's whether whether what she did was okay in 2018 or 2021, and he was trying to make a claim that maybe it was okay in 2018. <laughs> and that was for me that was a head scratcher. I was like, right. 2018? That's like three years ago. That's uh, nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that. The, the, at that time, it, it was still it's still wrong to do that. Um, I mean, it's still wrong at any time. Um, 
but yeah, like trying to make a case that 2018 was when it would be okay. That that was a that was a head scratcher moment for me. Um, I think he just should have not said anything. Like I don't think it was really his place to come out and try to defend her. I don't know why he would have done something like that. Um, I mean, if you form an attachment to someone, if somebody becomes your friend and you see that friend being attacked as a friend, because you're a friend, one of your first instincts might be, I want to protect my friend. But it's a business relationship first, right? Like he wouldn't know her if it wasn't for this show. Sure. But I mean, you and I met at work, but you know, we've developed a friendship afterwards too. So, I mean, I don't, I don't discount, um, that relationship. I don't, I think it might've moved beyond business, especially because of the nature of the show. Like it's really personal. Yeah. But I think, I still think it's a little bit different because he has obligations to fulfill. Like he's getting paid to host this show. So if he's doing anything that's going to impact his ability to host this show, then that means that he's going to be causing problems for the the, the producers of this show. So in that instance, any instance where he can be like, granted, it makes for great TV, right? But at the same time, like he also needs to remember that he needs to be mindful about what he says and what he does because because of his responsibility. Have, yeah, because of that responsibility. No, yes, and maybe I mean to me it was more. I mean to me, I'm okay with the part with him trying to defend Rachel. That if you have a relationship with a contestant, that's also more personal too then I understand he's a parent as well. Maybe he was thinking that if he had a daughter as well and she was facing this, um, he would want to be able to protect her and understand her perspective. But forget that. But the part about him thinking that this doing this in 2018 is okay compared to 2021. That's like, that's not an issue of understanding his motivation and wanting to protect Rachel. That's just that one. I think reflected, uh, and ignorance itself as well. Yeah. Right. That, that, that was, yeah, that was, uh, that was a moment of ignorance as well. Yeah. Um, and that was, that kind of betrayed how he perceived, um, the issues and how he perceives, um, what's wrong, what's right. Well, that like you, you, you saw question what he were, you saw the, yeah, you saw a reflection of his values and his perception as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's to me that was what was troubling. Um, but yeah, because you see, like, if, even if a if a kid commits a crime, a parent will try to protect that kid, even though the kid committed that crime, right? Yeah. If, like, if especially if a kid's like younger than eighteen too. Um, so that instinct is there as well. Um, and we're human, but because we're human, there are other other there are also other components like being cognizant, our moral values and our perception of what's right and what's wrong too. And that, that to me was also, um, at display in that interview with, with Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, you know, it's, it, it just goes to show how like, you know, it's, it's very, a, we shouldn't be grandstanding anybody. Like we shouldn't be putting on people, people on pedestals, and expecting them to behave a certain way or act a certain way. Uh, B, this life is so dynamic and we only know what we only know. And it's in our best interest to be as curious as possible 
or as um, investigative as possible. But with rational bounds, like you respect people's privacy. Yeah. In order to make the best decisions that we can make. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, again, we only know what we know about the situation as well. So. Right. And, and to extend on that, that should also put bounds, I think, to our reaction as well, because one way or the other, if you want to justify a stronger reaction, because we only know what we know, you might need to make assumptions, but they're assumptions, not necessarily truths as well. Yeah. doesn't take away from how wrong something is necessarily. Um, but sometimes the, well, actually, sometimes the motivation will also inform how wrong it is. It doesn't take away from the binary like assessment of whether it's wrong or not. Yeah. But, but the magnitude and the, the, how wrong something is can be informed by motivation as well, too. And the course of action to address that wrong, I think, can be, I mean, is, is, is informed by, it should be informed by the motivation and the reasons behind why that event transpired. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's my take. I don't know if that's a, that's a hot take, but, um, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking when I, yeah, when I saw Rachel, um, and the whole thing that kind of transpired. Um, but I mean, when I saw the picture, I, I was like, yeah, that's not, that's not good. Yeah. When I saw the picture, I was like, yeah, that's not good. Um, but again, um, I think my reaction would have been different if I knew she was doing that deliberately knowing exactly what the history was too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think like how we view how wrong something is should be informed by various factors. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at the hour. I thought we were going to talk about something else as well, but, but I mean, this was, there was a lot to talk about here already. So yeah. we'll say that for another time. Um, so you will not be moving until like a month. From yeah. Now, so I won't be moving for a month to now, but I, uh, Sundays are probably going to, it looks like they'll probably be the best days for me. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we can adjust here and there a bit depending on your schedule. So just let me know. Just yeah. let me know yeah cool cool all right dude thanks for your time this was fun doing on a sunday actually i think i have a little more energy too because it's not after yeah it's not after full day work so yeah all right all right uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend dude talk to you later in the next episode yeah